1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with producer Cole, baby, all
2: elite, baby. I've even got my shirt. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm dr- I'm shirt. dressed up. I'm I'm a corporate shill.
1: Yes. AEW is
2: definitely paying me for all this coverage. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not paying me. But Tony, hey, uh, so you want to pay me some? What What I didn't say anything.
1: They might need you as a stand-in. We will talk about that in a second. Okay, because AEW needs a cold after forbidden door that is, door. True. That is true. it's been listen it's been hyped up the tickets sold out like so quick right like flew off the shelves so before anyone knew of a match people had sold out the chicago uh, arena cool love this success for them over sixteen thousand fans everyone was hot started the night to the finish of the night the crowd was into it shout out to all aw fans for my money now the best crowd in pro wrestling, right? Like I love GCW. I love everything else. This is like GCW and the WWE had a love child and somehow mixed in ECW as a godfather, there, right? Like, there's
2: something, there's something to be said for uh quantity as well. Obviously like indie crowds know what they're getting into and they know how to be excited and you can have that kind of energy in a smaller venue, but when you're able to kind of create at least a semblance of that in an arena that's built for other professional sports, you've then you've you've leveled up your game essentially at that point. Hands and down. and I mean, based on the 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 promotions involved here, seeing as this was a co-promoted event, um, you were gonna get people who knew wrestling like who were who were into in it to win it they weren't you're not this is not necessarily the the most casual friendly card because again there's going to be a lot of wrestlers that if you're just watching wrestling in the united states you're not going to know who these people are and there's still going to be that crowd that's 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 there so this this crowd was hot for everything anything you could have served up I probably could have gotten out there and got, gotten a pop. I don't know. Like, people would, were going crazy for everything, and it was awesome. I mean, just the energy around this was terrific. Uh, what a great crowd, Chicago.
1: Always delivering, right? Like, at this point, they keep going back. Yeah. But now I know why. Like, granted, Tony Khan is also like from down the block. So, like, that's, that's his backyard. Um, you know
2: what I find interesting, but but before we carry on with the with the with the buy-in and the rest of the card, was I was actually shocked that. I, and I know CM Punk is hurt, but you know you're going to get a cheap. You've got a cheap pop right there. His music yeah. plays. It's Chicago. They're gonna go ballistic if they hear that music, and they didn't need it. They have CM Punk on the roster. Yes, he's hurt, but they didn't feel the need to go like, "Hey, we need to sell some merch. Like, let's get CM Punk out there." Like they respected CM Punk is injured and he's not competing. Um, And even though they were in Chicago, I mean, obviously they know that like Chicago is one of their bases and they're going to be back.
1: Are you saying they're not going to parade him out like they did Cody Rhodes with the torn back and just, you know? hey, CM Punk, get out there. You got,
2: well, you have it like WWE, where it's like they have a countdown clock for Cody Rhodes every time. So it's like, tune in, Cody Rhodes is going to be here. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. And it's like CM Punk is... You know, they gave him the title. He was supposed to be the guy carrying the mantle, and I understand he's injured. But even just like for a showdown, I don't know, just a, or even just like a hey, Chicago, I'll be back. Suit like yeah. they didn't do any of that. They just stuck to the wrestling.
1: A face off against the interim champ.
2: I thought that was going to happen
1: for sure. I mean, I think what I we ended that up getting smart business. What we
2: ended up getting was uh, we'll talk about. We'll talk about.
1: Yeah, I mean. <sighs> We got a lot to break <laughs> we, down. A lot of really good stuff, there. though. A lot it of is. really,
2: really, really good stuff.
1: Let's start with the, the buy-in. So, again, this is still like a dream-style event, right? Like dream matchups. Like New Japan came to America, and it's a little different than the ROH card. It felt a lot different because they did super card of honor. Um, I, in MSG, mm-hmm. I went there, I think. Yeah, um, like Mania Weekend once. But it was them, ROH, cool. That was fine. It still felt a little weird. It, It didn't flow as I thought it would. New Japan trumped popularity, you know, ROH and popularity. It felt like a pro company with an indie company. Yeah. It's just what it felt like. This was two pro companies. Yep. This was the Pro Bowl of pro wrestling. This was AFC versus NFC. This was okay. We finally get to see, or it's more at baseball, right? Like before, there was interleague. It was like, oh, we finally get to see these people play all the time. Like occasionally, we'll see AW people go to Japan. Occasionally, we'll see Japanese people come here. But now it's like full card. This is the All Star Game for pro wrestling. So it's cool. We get the buy in. Uh, we start off Goto Yoshihashi versus QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. Oh, all right. (laughs) Yes, I I don't again, I'm not not an AEW hater. People know that they listen to the show. I'm not a WWE fanboy. Has nothing to do with WWE. I'm keeping it strictly on my critiques for AEW. This roster is so damn loaded. We'll get to the injuries. And I understand, ravaged by injuries currently. I understand that you have to really book this kind of based off what happened on Dominion, what you have going on. Uh, allegedly, like CMLL or whatever, said like a bunch of the Spanish talent couldn't compete. So no Andrade. You, you don't have Roosh, who was just signed. You don't Marie have Phoenix. the Lucha Bros. Yeah. anyone's a champion down there probably, probably couldn't compete. Um, whatever. If they're signed and do a deal there, it wasn't on table. Get that. The roster beyond that, stacked beyond imagination. A ton of tag teams, a ton of trios. Why is QT Marshall Mm -hmm. on a pay-per-view? I don't care if you put, how about we put the other two guys from the Black Ord or whatever the hell they're with Malachi Black. No, Why don't we put Buddy, King, Buddy, Buddy Matthews? Yeah. yeah. Buddy and Brody in this match. Sure. Why not? That's a good tag team. Why don't we put what I understand there was like an injury angle, but Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, good tag team, even though they just lost. Um, hell, I would have taken the best friends sure. who've had a hell of a two years with the company. Dark Order. Um, Dark Order is Private Party still around. Private Party. Like, they
2: they had They had And I understand They were in a segment later But You're sitting on Ricky Starks And Powerhouse Hobbs Two absolute Freaking studs but,
1: Come on And you can't put them It's the buy-in oh, man. Why Q- is QT Q- Q- Marshall On my team
2: QT Marshall Here to do two things Okay Eat pins Get money <laughs> That's QT Marshall Like every time I see QT Marshall That's like He just Crowd's not hot Like they boo him He's like, cool. And then he just he does his thing. He, he's not remarkable in any real way. I mean, like, obviously he's been he's been with AEW for a long time, and since then the roster has outgrown the need for people like QT Marshall.
1: QT Marshall, fucking what is that? Um Dustin Rhodes. Like I, there's people. I don't have to see again,
2: and and Dustin doesn't doesn't really uh, Dustin only shows up when he gets like called out specifically, and it's like yeah, I'm gonna have occasionally dream, I'm gonna have a dream match, and Dustin has his kind of one moment in the sun, and he kills it. You know, QT is just he's 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 it's card it's it's card filling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, this was part of the free portion of the show, so people did not pay their money necessarily to watch QT Marshall. So that is the one thing going for all this so i think i understand what you're saying as far as like why why them i i think i i said the same exact thing when i saw that they were on any portion of them um
1: but you know
2: thankfully the match is quick
1: (laughs) super quick so again new japan wins it i was like okay um maybe again maybe my brain is warped due to the wwe With the stupid like brand split shit, where you go to like Survivor Series and they have a tally. Yes, I was. You were keeping score, of
2: course you were. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: um, I was trying. I was trying not. Japan Japan is up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was trying not to because I didn't. They didn't build it like that either. They never really build it like they build it as.
1: It was built more like an all-star game. It's us versus us in Orstar games. We keep score. No participation trophies. Cole.
2: That's yeah, but like the Pro Bowl was a flag football game.
1: I will tell you this. I'm sorry, it was a touch football game. Excuse me. It is. Yeah, but one team gets 50k and one team gets 25. I, but there wasn't that stakes on the
2: line for this. The the stakes were some titles. Yeah. The
1: stakes is respect. Ever do Japan? It's like. I understand? Gato came out. We'll talk about that in a second he was there right but it's one of those where it's like come on you got to do a little better they're up one nothing currently as we speak sure
2: i well i think i think you know and we we'll, I, I think towards the end of this once we uh, I, it'll be fun to sum up kind of our thoughts just on this pay-per-view as a whole because i think the vision for what forbidden this is forbidden door 1 i think we can all agree on that there's going to be more i don't think this is a one time event how does this become evolved and how do you create a vision for what Forbidden Door is? Because a lot of this was, hey, we have a Forbidden Door deal and we're gonna be in Chicago. We'll see you then, right? Because double or it was it was an awkward time for AEW. Double or nothing has just happened. They usually have a lot more time between pay per views. Um so I think a lot of that goes into, you know, maybe there is a competitive element added into, you know. Um, but we'll see what that looks like. But this was first buy and <laughs> match we got through it.
1: Should have been Awkward. immediately. Um, next, we have Lance Archer versus Nick Comaroto. I don't know
2: Lance Archer. Lance Archer's on here because he's going to be in. Um, he'll be in G one, I believe. Um, okay, so that is why Lance Archer is here on this. I don't even think Lance Archer. I'm okay with that.
1: I don't think. I don't. I don't know why that match is needed. And again. I'm not hating on Lance Archer, mm-hmm. right? But why do we need this match? And this that, is, that is my question.
2: Right, yeah. And and it wasn't like build anywhere. Like I didn't see like a Lance Archer graphic anywhere on on, on this card. And maybe I just missed it. i, I It's very possible. Um, but very much so, this is a case of, hey, Lance Archer's going over to Japan as an AEW representative. He's going to be participating in the G1 tournament. He's in the A block with people like Jeff Cobb. Okada, he's in there with some big boys. So Lance Archer being in there, and Lance Archer has been a talent that's needed. He's he's kind of needed a role because I mean you look at him yeah. and he looks like a fucking dude,
1: right? Like I've never been a Lance Archer fan, no, but me, I get his role. Me I, neither, I 100% but hundred percent get it.
2: He's a big guy. He's a bruiser type kind of, rep. Yep. and and he's unfortunately ending up in feuds where he really isn't Murder Hawk monster. He's just Lance Archer. Like needs to he needs to, yeah. to kind of get that rep back going to New Japan, I feel like can only can only help that, especially if he's yep. representing AEW in the G1, one you know, one of the most prestigious events. So, um very much a case of let's just ha- have Lance Archer
1: have a good showing and
2: be able to kind of go like, "Hey, make sure you watch G1." Very much a marketing move for New Japan.
1: Last match from the buy-in. Uh-huh. Keith Lee and Swerve. who got promos about working together and why they're working together again versus El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Yes. Nothing against the team. Like El Desperado had one hell of a show in this match. There's levels to this shit. And AEW, we'll get to it being on a buy-in first formal, but, but, New Japan, if you ain't sending your best or even give me some names as a tag team, nah, we don't. I'm not putting out these two guys because they feel bigger than a match against El Desperado and Kanemaru. Like, why? And then Swerve and Keith Lee went on to show out
2: and crush it. Yeah, absolutely. Really good match
1: but half the people saw it because it wasn't on a pay-per-view it comes down to just saying like when and and this is 100 percent true again it came down to and i've been saying this whole time yo tony khan all right cool maybe there's not a top you know black talent there that should be you know in the title hunt and all this stuff and You know what? He doesn't have the horses, or you know, there's there's a lot of lot of things, a lot of stuff in motion. Um, he has to rely on some of the XWWE talent to put the company over. I, I get it, I get it. Um, even with CM Punk, I get it. You had an interim belt created that you can give to anybody. You can have anyone competing for that interim belt. You can dictate who the main event players are. You can have someone go and lose for the belt you can establish main event level talent when people come in you establish immediately who's the main event guys who aren't like from the spot you know who your guys are Tony Khan is about to run out of excuses because and it took me a little while he was in that dumbass angle where he's the best man then it clicked but it clicked for the mid card then he went away now he's back. We'll see. And I understand slow playing, but you're, you're not slow paying Adam Cole on the middle or a buy-in, right? Like Adam Cole is not on nobody's buy when you bring him in. Keith Lee is the level, even if you don't think Swerve is yet, because Swerve wasn't NXT champion. He didn't make his rumble debut against Brock Lesnar, who said, damn, that's a big boy. You know, he, he wasn't the last man standing in Survivor Series against from Roman Reigns.
2: Keith Lee has the crowd singing every time. Yes.
1: He's in the ring. That's presence. Come on. Like, Keith Lee has done some shit before he was Bearcat. He is the first dual champion in NXT. This is a guy. The guy, if you want him to be. He's done more. In NXT, and I love Cole and the Indies and all this, even Indy Cole, Keith Lee has done more in a shorter period of time than even Adam Cole. And let's not even mention the other people we brought in. There's no reason to have this man tag team on the buy-in ever. That's just real. Yep. And I think, I think the world is swerved. And I think his time is also coming. If you want to slow build swerve, though, I, I get it. You don't slow build Keith Lee man's one he's like 37 two his accomplishments no 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 no, not not at all that guy could come in right now and at least he's third match from the main event at least it's unacceptable and a great match unacceptable tony khan's this close to running out of time
2: I, yeah, I would, I, I agree that, I mean, again, it was, yes, they, they showed out. It really feel, it really feels like this was a spot for, hey, don't forget that these guys are, are doing stuff. Because ultimately this match ended up becoming about advancing the feud between Hobbs and Starks and Keith Lee and Swerve, which ultimately like that's, that's a tag team competition right now. Those are singles matches. Like those are singles cards. You know, like those are singles programs. Ricky Starks and Swerve can tear a house down. Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs can tear a house down. Um, I agree with you. I mean, Ke- Keith Lee should be getting a lot more, a lot more singles attention right now than, um, you know, than he is, than he has been getting so far. Um, I think, you know, there's definitely an angle for Keith Lee where I see. Here's an idea. There's a certain other big dude who just had his adversary go run and take his ball and go home. He's got nobody right now.
1: Nobody. Keith Lee needs to be working Wardlow. But they're scared for people to lose. And when wins count, and I love pro wrestling, but we are booking stuff. If you put too much at stake with win-loss records... I, I agree with that. People and the people booking it are scared to death to have people lose. Yeah. Why? Reset it every year. It's a season. Right. Well every do- September. And no, yeah, they reset it. Like yeah. every year or every December, they reset it. But I just saw John Moxley's record 54 or 52, 4 and 1, and they're still parading his overall record. For what? No, 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 no. Cut that shit out. Every season is a new season. So yes, you can have Wardlow take his bumps now because he's still coming up, blah, 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 him and Keith. Wardlow could take a loss. They shake hands. Two big men bumping meat. Yep. And you know what? You shake hands. Keith Lee goes to walk away. Wardlow pulls him back. See you again.
2: Right. Well, and it's it's ultimately... That's badass. I'll see you at the top. Right. And it's ultimately title stuff you could start building now, right? Because ultimately, I see the future of Wardlow having the TNT Championship. Yep. That's like... That's money right there, Keith Lee Wardlow TNT title program. It's better than whatever the fuck they've been doing that title the last four or five months because that's that shit's been bad and it's not good. You know, and that's not, and like like Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara is fun to watch, but like ugh, those stories and those programs are bad. It was the hot potato
1: was was horrible. Oh, the
2: hot potato, and part of that was Cody Rhodes on his way out and him hot potatoing with Sammy Guevara, like.
1: And it never stopped. It never
2: <laughs> just, stopped. So, like, that belt needs some stability. Going. Getting that belt to Wardlow eventually is, is, I think, a good route to that. And then giving Wardlow some people to, like, legitimate threats. Heathley, Powerhouse Obs. There are guys out there for Wardlow to fight that gives Wardlow not squash matches, right? And that's, I think, what Wardlow needs next is to, is to, is to really build some programs with different wrestlers. So, yeah, I agree. This was very much a match that seemed to be made out of the case of, um, we, we need we need to get these guys visibility on the card so we can keep advancing their story, um, and just like check them in, because ultimately, we're coming we're coming towards a collision course of Hobbs, Starks, and Swerve. Um, we need to get there soon, and wherever that match is, better have some sweet stakes on it because that's a that's a banger of a match waiting to happen.
1: It'll be on a buy-in.
2: If it can't be at no. this rate, no, it can't be. No, 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 no. I I I mean I understand the fear of no, that it'll be, it it'll be
1: on him no it'll be on a, so, but it, again it can't be <laughs> I I have no faith that it will have legit stakes I have no faith that they just won't use it for another excuse for Swerve to take a pin I have no like it, it's just one of the things where it's just like the tag team is cute it got to elevate both of them but in the end of the day Keith Lee never needs to be in a tag team that's
2: that I agree he, with
1: he accomplished enough And what you've done. And it's cool. Like Adam Cole's been doing trios, right? Like, understand it. A lot of his matches have been trios matches, like to keep him cool. But he's had his solo stuff. And even his trios matches are never on a buy in. They're never low on a card. They're never opening. And I know people say, well, Keith Lee and Swerve were just in a tag team match. And that was what, second to last? It was like, cool. And that team took the pin to Jungle Boy and the Dinosaur. Like, Keith Keith Lee is I can say and that's no disrespect to anyone else no disrespect to anyone in these matches he's better in this and that's okay cuz his resume dictates it. he's better in this so that's my criticism of that match I, I, perfectly fine they're incredible wrestlers they can wrestle me and you on the buy in and, and go crazy we be sore as hell yeah. but yeah like I'm not taking the spare bomb by Keith Lee you know s- swerving and surfing on me like on that spot, which was insane. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where all right,
2: gotta get some more love for those guys as yep. singles competitors. I agree. I will
1: let it play out as much as everyone like last at me agree Reverse Rat Pack last at me like let it play out with WWE. I do the same show with AEW. I will let it play out but I will tell you there's no excuses. And already it's a little prickly, but yeah. I'll let it play out. The,
2: uh, the, there's a storm rising. Let's put it that yes.
1: way. Yes. Um, then we have next match. Let me find this. Let me find this. Oh, main card.
2: Uh, no, not quite. You're missing one more.
1: No. Yes, yes. Uh, we had a promo. That, that was it for matches.
2: No, we had, we had, uh, we had the acclaimed
1: Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. A they had a match. match.
2: No, they did have yes, they a match. It against, was a match. Against, uh, it was uh, LA, Billy Gunn. LA Dojo. Yep.
1: Yes. Max Caster. Ass Boys. LA Dojo.
2: <laughs> really, the only thing we got to mention about this was Dan Housen now has a track on Spotify for uh, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Yes. Um <laughs> And then the ass boys ran back, and uh, obviously uh, Max Caster does his uh, does his rap to the ring. Yep. Uh, we get a little scissor me daddy ass, which is always great. That's the best part of the entry. Oh,
1: this just entrance. the pop. It's like, just scissor me daddy ass. Automatic
2: pop. Automatic pop. Automatic
1: pop. That's all. I can't, always I can't wait to go to my next AEW event. And like you know how people used to just too sweet random people. No, nope. it was I'm happening to double so- or nothing. I am telling people. If you see me, you do not too sweet me. I'm only accepting people are scissoring. That's <laughs> that's it. You just look
2: around. The, you just look around the arena. It's just everywhere. <laughs> everyone's everyone.
1: Everyone's I mean, is I mean, the be- I mean, one of the greatest lines
2: ever invented in wrestling in professional wrestling has to be scissor me. Daddy ass. daddy. ass. That's that's, that's a- fucking money. <laughs> I want to have and, that on a shirt and be presented with no context.
1: And the claim, I I told someone this the other day. I was like, oh, I don't remember one spot in any acclaimed match yet. And they might be my favorite tag team in AEW. That that whole
2: presentation is really
1: good. It's it's sports entertaining.
2: It is sports entertaining. Very much. And
1: as much as people should, yeah, that's cool. But in 10 years, the stuff that you remember. But the pop. Oh,
2: every time their music starts, the crowd goes nuts. We heard it here. We heard it. We heard it here in person.
1: If they push them the right way, and if they get to the top of the tag team card, their pops are going to be crazy. People are like, "Yo, they're getting Road Warrior pop!" Like it's, it's my first NXT. I saw Enzo and Cass come out, and the Enzo amore, like. Maybe it wasn't an It was their call-up, maybe on Raw. And I was there for it. And when everyone knew, and you can't teach that. Like that shit was crazy. It's awful. And Cass, yeah. So like that shit was nuts. This really is, is another situation what happened. Yeah, no, Just yeah, don't that do that. Damn shame. Yeah. Do not <laughs> drop the ball damn shame what happened to those boys don't what? don't.
2: yeah AK don't fuck
1: this up no, got
2: a good thing don't fuck it up but this is
1: this is that level to be fair Vince McMahon fucked it up before Enzo can fuck it up because he broke them up as a tag team never saw a big again. so now now the, the entrance is money first match Chris Jericho Samuel Guevara versus oh and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston Wheeler Yuta And Shoto Umino, let me get this right before I uh, make the mistake of this. Hold on. I got to open up another window. But the match itself enjoyed it thoroughly. Yes. I have not a bad thing to say about that match at all. Sammy Guevara gets my nerves a little bit. Like, I don't need him with Jericho.
2: I think Sammy Guevara gets on a lot of people's nerves right
1: now. Which is a good quality in a heel. But, but he I getting, don't need him with Jericho.
2: But is he getting the right heat?
1: Is he getting go-home heat?
2: You're saying? I don't think Sammy Guevara is getting good heat right now. I think I think people are like, cause Sammy Guevara is extremely talented. His high spots are crazy. His match with Cody Rhodes. That latter match is one of the matches of the year. Yep. He's such a good performer, but boy, oh boy, the TNT shit, the the stuff with Ty Conti, people are people are sick and tired of it. Like it, it really that was the reaction that I was feeling too at Double or Nothing of like,
3: yeah, they want it's obnoxious. To, they
2: want to, <laughs> it's obnoxious, yeah. and it's not good. He like so. I think I think it's weird because he's with Jericho and I do have some problems with what Jericho is doing. But ultimately, Jericho's heat is very different. Jericho's heat is legitimate wrestling. He he's a heel. Yeah. Don't like Chris Jericho because he's a heel, but he's perform like he is performing, performing the role so well. He's he's the wizard for God's sakes. He keeps coming, he keeps coming up with these different like monikers. Like over over the past. Five or six years, what, it's been Painmaker, it's been, pain maker, it's been yep. uh, The Wizard, you know. Uh, 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 Le Champion. Yeah, Le, Le Champion, Le Sex Gods. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it's Trace Sex Gods, which I actually think is a very good name. That's but, funny. like, Sammy Guevara, to me, every time he comes in the ring, people just go like, oh. mm. they don't want to see Sammy, which is unfortunate because Sammy's such a good competitor.
1: People love Tay Conti for a second. And people are like, fuck. Conti oh.
2: was, was great as a, and as a singles Yeah, player. but, but they're like, all like, oh. dynamic. And I think the fact that it's gone over to social media and it's very, very just like in your face. Annoying. I mean, the fact
1: that he proposed in the ring last year and then like now they're getting married is kind of odd. Just on like a real pretty, life personal love.
2: Yeah. And, and and, yeah, and Sammy's had some controversies that-, that In the midst of forced that. Forced him yes. to be suspended for time. So yes. it is unfortunate. Now that said about this match, the- they knew what the people wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what the people wanted? They wanted Eddie Kingston to get in the ring. And they wanted him to be in the ring with Minoru Suzuki. And they wanted him to beat the shit Chopped out of each other. Chop the one. hell out of each other. Oh, that was, was great. Incredible. It was great. Incredible. So the Suzuki Kingston spots were awesome. Wheeler Yuta was great in this match as well. Um, we didn't get to see a whole bunch of Shota Umino, but I think Umino was great.
1: Shota Umino in the spots that he had. I will tell you this. He is the next big wrestler in New Japan.
2: That dude is a freak athlete, man.
1: He looks like you cloned the ace. Yes. Like, he looks like the ace 20 years ago. He does, it's, <laughs> it's literally like you're looking in the mirror of Tanahashi. Right? Tanahashi. Like, mirror image. Like, and now with the white pants, the long pants and everything. I was like.
2: And he had the jacket that said that shooter. Had, that was sick. I'm just like. He's got, the, he's, got like the, he's got the look and the ability, and he's you're 95%
1: of the way there. He's going to figure... I looked at that, I was like, oh, no, nah, he's the next top guy. And in his limited spots, what he was able to do, I was like, oh, no, no, he's the real deal. Like, okay, he's their next big thing. So I understand why he was in this match, because I was like, he, he feels like he belongs.
2: There's a spot later in the pay-per-view that we're going to have to talk about. I've definitely got some issues with, but... If it leads to something else down the road, I'll get it. All right. As we have to say, we uh, we'll let we'll, we'll we'll wait and see what happens, as 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 you've coined. Uh, but it was a <laughs> great it was a great match, super entertaining. I think because there were so many group matches, there weren't. This was not a singles heavy card at all. No, it was like everybody. It was either fatal four ways, a lot of three man tag, a lot of a lot of a lot of bodies in yep. in these matches. So you're gonna when you have that many. Kind of kind of uh, when you have that many participants in these matches, everyone's got to come in and hit their spots. So it was just like spot, 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 spot. And uh, for 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 that sake, this match was incredibly entertaining. Um, and it hit all the right notes. Um, Eddie Kingston is still just the fucking super man. over man. That, and we'll guy, talk that about guy, that, later that guy too. gets tagged in, and crowd just fucking erupts. They just want Eddie Kingston.
1: Yep. We'll talk about him a little bit more a yes, yes, little bit going. more so as going. the pod goes on. Let's uh do one more match and then hit a break real quick. So we have FTR mm. Tag title match. Yes. Um so we have them against United Empire and Rapungi Vice. It's
2: great O'Con, Jeff Cobb, Trent Beretta, Rocky Romero.
1: <laughs> First off, great O'Conn man can't wrestle a Lick, but I don't need him to.
2: He, he ain't there for I, wrestling. No, he ain't there for
1: wrestling. I saw an Instagram post with this oh. man in the bathtub. This man's gimmick. Between that, what he was doing here in, in Vegas, and all oh, his social all media. All you can like, say oh. is the man's a legend. That's all you need to say. And that's
2: about it. Is he a wrestler? No. Legend? Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> he's with Jeff Cobb, who's like... Who's a That
2: big meaty man slapping meat, that dude's a wrestler. Wrestler. That dude is a monster. Jeff Cobb was great in this match.
1: What an odd pairing, but it works. (laughs) So indeed, um, yeah, Rapungi Vice—I've been on record—they are not my favorite tag team. Never have been. Never will be. It's mostly because I hate their entrance music. They get stuck in my head every damn time. (laughs) Rapungi. Rapungi Vice—like that shit is so stupid. Oh, it is horrible. But by all accounts, Rocky Romero's an incredible person. Rocky Romero's great, and, and uh, Trepperetta
2: has been in some good matches.
1: Yeah, and Romero's Puerto Rican. I got a root for everyone in Puerto Rican. But God, God, I hate that music. But you know, who does have some sweet,
2: some sweet entrance music and some sweet entrances and some sweet bomber jackets.
1: FTR, FTR. their new music is way better. There, they were. They. Uh, they I mean, it,
2: it is really too bad that Dax had to leave for a little bit. But yeah, God damn, is that and, one uh, tough son of a bitch.
1: I was about to say, he still looks a li- very banged up. But he's back. And another really good match. They've, they've hit their stride. Um, hence, spoiler alert, if you guys didn't know, they became IWGP Tag Title Champions along with ROH Champions. Um, they have one more belt. I forgot what other belt they have. I can't remember the other belt. I don't know. They're, they're, they have they're three strapped titles. in gold. Yes, yes. They have three right now. And it's just one of those things where it's like, this is the FTR we expected to get coming from NXT. But they had to kind of find their footing, you know, different factions, no faction, blah, blah. Now they're putting on their matches in ring that they should have been putting on before. They are great. Um, You know, I, I was talking on Twitter and let me go to my Twitter while we have this. um Shout out to Greg Coleman who listens to Pod all the time. Greg was just like, "You can't say they're not the best tag team in the world right now." And he was like, "They have all these, all the gold. You can't say they're best tag team." I was like, "I mean, you can." not Like, I guess like if my biggest thing was you can't put booking into the equation for best tag team, right? Like, just because they have three belts in three different promotions, like. I could book my mom to win three belts in three different promotions, right? Like that, that's I,
2: fair, but I don't I don't think that necessarily is the only but, quantifying factor.
1: Correct. But that's kind of just how it was like phrased in the in the tweet. So sure. I was like, oh, that's not the end all be all. But he was like, Yeah, no, it's not, but like they're in ring as well. I was like, Yeah, that's fair. I think what they're doing and their their work rate and the matches and the storytelling and everything is much what I liked in NXT. And it's it's one of those things where, yeah, if you if you want to put them on your list of best tag teams right now. The best tag team in the world? I can't knock it. Somebody has to be. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, I I think the Bucks, when they turn it on, are still in that category. I think, um, man, it's one of those, damn, it's the Bucks, the Usos to me, again, even with their pool being shorter, but those matches they had for the belts to become unified champions, Demi and Street Profits, like, the Usos still got it. So, Bucks... Usos, Lucha Bros, FTR. It's a short list for me, right? <laughs> so it's like those between those four tag teams, yeah, one of them is the best in the world. So if you want to say it's FTR, then that's cool. But I mean, I remember FTR versus Bucks, it was cool. FTR versus Lucha Bros. It was cool. Lucha Bros Bucks, it's fucking insane. Like the cage match was insane. So it's like, do I put FTR over them? Because they had a run of belts. They have great matches, but when the Bucks want to have great matches against the Hardys excluded, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, no, they can show you they're still the best in the world and have been for a very long time. But to have three of those four tag teams I just mentioned in one promotion, it's an embarrassment of riches. So congrats, AEW.
2: They are they are they are the workers workers, workers. Like you, you see FTR in a card, you know exactly what kind of match you're gonna get. Yep. So they have the seven-star section. You know you're gonna get because like they, they are the fusion of where tag team wrestling is now and that old school flavor, yep. and that resonates with people. And I think, I think that's that's been mostly the conversation surrounding them recently. Is like WWE missed this opportunity with FTR.
1: Um, I don't think so. I, I think for what it was and for what NXT was WWE hit what they should have hit. And NXT- they- they made FTR like the revival wasn't a thing, right? Like they were the mechanics, right? Like they came in and you were like, Oh, they're cool. They're kind of like low pudgy and they wrestle like old school. But is that like even cool now? Like it was a bunch of flippy shit and high spots and, and young bucks and, and even the bigger teams, like, uh, I don't know, fucking like war Raiders and all these people, like they all had flippy shit and high spots. And then, um, war machine excuse me roh so like you you have all this stuff and it's just like yeah like no one's wrestling like that anymore and it still wasn't cool nxt didn't know what the hell it was for a second and then they got a gimmick they became top guys they put the jackets on them they they didn't show up to nxt with those cool ass jackets and you know they watch film and the pc is the greatest fucking tool in the world of pro wrestling People say what they want, but WWE PC and the library and your access and learning to craft a character is the best tool in professional wrestling. And they went, they hit the drawing board, came out with that, and lo and bold, now the in-ring, matches the gimmick, matches everything else. So no, WWE didn't miss the boat. Like they, they had them. NXT had them. They were arguably the best tag team in the world for a tiny period of time, I still say. It was uh, the Young Bucks at that time um, in ROH and new japan but FTR was rolling out them versus diy insane them versus they had a great match against um tm61 which is the mighty don't kneel insane match between them and the mighty don't kneel. like there's so many good matches that they've had in nxt when they went up to wwe had a couple good matches People forget they're three-time WWE Tag Champions. They didn't just have a horrible, shitty run. You know, they weren't Bearcat. They they weren't, you know, cross the entire time in leather spandex. Yeah, Dax had to shave some back once. (laughs) But, like, in the grand scheme of things, they had some good runs and some damn good matches. So, nah. They maxed out on what they were for WWE. WWE got enough out of them to where when they walk, you're like, "Cool, you got what you need." And I think, I
2: think, I think where it ends up going to though, as far as and and it being like a conversation of like or, or a topic of like, oh, they missed the boat or on the. I agree with you. They didn't miss the boat. The thing was, is in order for them to evolve, we needed to what, what them being in AEW has allowed for people to see is they they we've learned a lot more about. Who Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler are. Yeah, learned a lot more about them as people, and I think that peeling back the layer with the combination of where they were in WWE to where they are now, where they have they clearly have settled in on their comfort zone inside the ring and their whole gimmick of coming and 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 what they're trying to accomplish. It just feels like this year, year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. The stars, the seven stars of a line for FDR to be having the best year out of any tag team so far. And so. And it's great to they, see for these guys. These guys are fucking awesome. And it's just, you know what you're getting every time they step into a ring. And again, like, just to think that this, this, the tag team division in AEW is, it's just stupid. It's just stupid so And, like,. F- and Free them, LAX. Yeah, and the, <laughs> truly. And But I think what, what's great about this is, and the potential of, of, of them now with, obviously, the Ring of Honor Championships, and now with the IWGP Tag Titles, this means they're going to Japan. Yeah. They're going to be fighting some more great matches over there. They're about to work the craziest fucking year that anyone's worked. Because they're going to be in all kinds. They're going to be... In Japan at some point, and then they're going to be. Where did they announce the Ring of Honor show? Lowell, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yep. going to be Lowell, Massachusetts, <laughs> fighting a seven-star match, and then going over to Japan, and then going to the, all the AEW rings. They're going to have one of the wildest worker years of any tag team, and I think that's a lot for. I I just hope that Dax Dax's injury is not super serious, and he's able yep. to keep going because at the pace that they're going, they're they're on pace for one fucking. Hell of a year. It's going to be hard to not say
1: that they're not tag team leader, right? And like, on
2: top of that, individually speaking, and this is nothing against Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood's having one of the best years
1: yeah. in, in wrestling. Because his solo stuff.
2: His and... solo stuff has been terrific this year. So those guys have just been, anytime they've been on a card, they are just a fucking home run every time. Um, And I just hope that they stay healthy and they're able to complete this year, and I hope we get some more uh some more you know dream matchups with them this year because right now what we're witnessing is the peak of FTR and this yeah. is awesome. Top guys time. They are they are top guys time.
1: 100 percent Yeah. Um, and if anything maybe they keep belt collected and get these titles off the bucks. Who knows? Uh shout out to my coffinger before we hit break though it was like you know what AEW has more belts than the WBA. You know, <laughs> it's your pop, um but he's they do not, like this not wrong. There's not a lot wrong. of belts there's a lot of belts, just their belts. Now, and then yeah. now it's just like, wait, now I got to know all, all the Japanese belts. belts. Now you got to know, gotta know Japan, all the.
2: Oh, God, it is turning into boxing belts.
1: Oh, my God. There's just a million titles until they're wait until,
2: they're, up wait up until AEW's broadcast on like three or four different networks.
1: If you are a fan that knew nothing about the indies, but started like just watching AEW and be like, hey, this is cool. Like, I'm a CM punk fan. I'm a Brian Danielson fan. Like, let me tune in. You know the hell with WWE. Let me tune in. You're just like, what the hell is going on here? Everybody got a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. So yeah, it is a little crazy. I mean, I'm not one of those people, so it I all, can follow all it this. All,
2: it all depends on what you do with
1: the belt. That, that is, is key. Got to make it feel special. So and let's hit the least, break. And at
2: least there's no broadcast politics. You got to deal. At least, uh, least uh, FTR is not on zone
1: and they got to go no. fight
2: top rank, you know?
1: <laughs> Anything is better in box. FTR wouldn't be on zone. <laughs> uh-huh. but that's beside the point. <laughs> but let's hit the break, come back, talk about another belt. More belts! AW All-Atlantic Hey, do title. we get belts
2: for this podcast? We should get belts. We
1: are. Mean, Tony's we Tony's are- your guy now, right? Like, we- you and Tony are, like, friends. Like, Tony watched... You watch hey. Avalanche. Hey, I really? got
2: I got it. Tony still <laughs> hey Tony, you're still you were talking with Andreas about trio's belts. I got a trio right fucking here.
1: Let's go. House of Black? Fuck out of here. Don't we'll take them. That triangle. No problem. More like what? you're dead. Triangle. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I couldn't come up with anything better. <laughs> it's bad.
1: all right. I have a better triangle button on my PlayStation. Ooh! Oh
2: wow, that was way better. I suck. take
1: that. Right. I'm just gonna sit We're here and just go, baby, over and over again, and just claim like, that Adam Cole stole my gimmick. It's, and I didn't it's like it. Roman Reigns when he said nothing in the promos, and then he just added, "Believe that." Believe like back in <laughs> oh god, oh, that was only thing he said. <laughs> the, those are the things. Those are the dark.
2: Those are the dark times. <laughs> and then John Cena had to come back. And go, hold up, dude. Hold <laughs> up. Hold up. I gotta. I got it oh, I gotta work you, dude. Come yeah. on now. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, those are the days. Let's hit the break. We'll come back, talk about the AEW All-Atlantic title and the rest of the matches on the card. Don't go anywhere. Right back after this. Acknowledge this break. All right, we are back. To finish the second half, A.W. Forbidden Door.
2: It's the Forbidden Door. <laughs> it's like we're in Hogwarts or something.
1: Yeah, I feel like a drawbridge has yeah. to come down. It's not even a regular door. It's like...
2: You just hear like crows out in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> what I would just... The Forbidden Door. <laughs> oh. It's like the fucking... Like vampires are gonna show up.
1: Gonna <laughs> it's gonna get so weird. It's gonna get weird. I just picture like Castlevania. Yeah. I like the
2: Castlevania. Yeah, movie. that's exactly what's
1: happening. <laughs> oh man. No, so we left off talking about titles. We're gonna start off talking about titles.
2: Is, wait, does AEW have titles?
1: What? Wait. Not only do they have titles. Cool. Yeah, let, no! let me let me enlighten the people. They have new titles. New title. And Tony Khan confirmed to us when he came to our studios that they have more titles yep. just waiting. Yep. Just in the back. Like I, you got that many belts. I just, just
2: want, I just them. hope eventually like we get all these belts so that my dream is that one wrestler in particular just ends up capturing Everything. all of them and just has a comically.
1: Like, a the comically ultimate dragon. Like the, yeah, the arms exactly. out, just belts yes. all up and down the torso. Yep. That's, that's I what need I did. Yes. I need, I need,
2: I need it for the memes. Thank you, (laughs) thank you, Tony. Signed Cole. At this
1: rate, it'll definitely be John Moxley. But we'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, So back, Clark Connors. Who's in this match? Because um, Ishii had to pull out injury. Injury. Then Malachi Black and Miro. Bless Clark uh, Clark Connor's heart. He tried. Hey, you know what? He did a
2: really good job in this match. And you know what? He was winning the crowd. You want to know why? It was like an underdog because star. The crowd, they cheer for everyone. Because the <laughs> crowd loves the dog, Kel. And you know what yeah. they were all saying? He got that dog in him. <laughs> That's what they were saying. And I believe, I believe he he ended up getting the table spot on Miro. He did.
1: He did. They threw him a bowl.
2: They did. They did, which was good for him. Again, like, did anyone expect Clark Connors to win? No. No. This was, this was going to always be about uh, Pac, Malachi Black, and Miro. But he was, he was drawn into this spot as an unknown, and I give him credit for making an impression. He made an impression on me.
1: He did. But I was like, damn, this kid is out of place. <laughs> it just, and his gimmick is a little weird.
2: It's a little corny, but you know what? He did, yeah. a, he did, a, he did a good job. He showed off some athleticism.
1: Yes, everyone else balled out. Um, great match, a little weird and rush finish to me. Like, I understand everyone hits their spots, everyone hits their spots, right? Like, everyone's going, but again, like, it just felt like a little bit clunky at the end. Um, and then like the black arrow, which wasn't a black arrow, he had like a 450, like, at the end. Pack hits the 450 onto Black, and for some reason, before this, Miro has his finisher on Pack, pack, I believe. So he has Pack in a finisher, drops him, picks him up again for the finisher, takes Black Mass, straights the grill, right? All right, now we're spamming finishers down down the road. I love it takes black mass. Connors is there. Now, Austin Black really just has to hit him with Black Mass. Malachi Black. Excuse me. Malachi Black <laughs> has to hit him with Black Mass. No. Right. He doesn't. Decides to finish him with a submission. And I'm just like, "The fuck? Why? Like Black Mass is your thing." So he goes in submission. That impact to now miraculously after being put in two. I'm calling the accolades. The mama, <laughs> Miro's mama called him an accolade. That's just the accolade. Two accolades back to back, getting saved. 30 seconds later, he's climbing the top rope. Maybe he doesn't have enough energy to do the blackout. Cool. He does like a 540 or whatever. Yeah, he did the, the, 450, yeah, you did the 450. 450. Yeah. Cool. Breaks up the submission. Now you break up submission. And it's just like, okay, I guess Clark Connors is like weakened. So then he goes, puts the submission on Clark Connors, immediate tap. Out. And I'm just like, the fuck was I was Black thinking? Because at this point, the person who's weak is Pac. You hit the most dangerous guy in the match with your best move and he's out of here. And you got the weak link and you don't hit him with your best move. It made no fucking sense. Like just the logic behind this end sequence it made no sense. Amazing match. Other than that, and I wouldn't have mentioned this at all, at all, Cole. I would have let it slide if the rest of the night this shit didn't become a running theme of really, really good matches, leaving me like, "What the fuck was that final sequence?"
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have as much of a problem with the final sequence. I mean, I think Clark Right Man won. Well, and the Right Man, I think got got had to eat the finish so yeah, yeah, ultimately yeah. ultimately that's what i think it was about i, I definitely think like for sure like pack i mean pack was in that fin- was in miro's uh submission for quite a while and he managed to get up pretty quick after the, <laughs> after miro got hit with the mist um oh that's
1: what it was what he even Black Mask caught him with the mist
2: yes yes he got he got the he got the spit to the face yes. and then that was that was it for miro he, he was he was gonzo um and then yeah Malachi had had uh, Connor's in the submission, packeded the splash and then he just finished off the work that uh that I oh got. I'm, now I'm calling him Aleister Black. God damn yeah, it, the, Kel. The Malachi. Malachi 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 House of Black House of Black House of Black. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I think I think maybe I'm just fine with it because I'm happy for who won. I think. Uh it's nice to see pack get this, get this title and start having a run. I think he needs a belt. He needs a belt. There just wasn't, there must've like, I mean, he came into AEW pretty early in the game. It was back when it was pay-per-view. And this is back when it's one, it's just one championship. Right. So ultimately, you know, who's going to get it. Right. And we talk about guys getting their due. Right. So, you know, Miro's just coming back. Um, Malachi Black, obviously, ha- you have so many things you can do with him um, that he doesn't necessarily need the title. Um, does he deserve a title at some point? Sure. Yep. Does he need it? No. They've got they've got such a cool, gimmicky team that there's a lot of places you can take that. Obviously, he's got Buddy Matthews and Brody King. So, like, keep throwing them in matches because they're awesome. Yep. Um you know, this allows for more programs with Miro if you want. If you want some more PAC and Miro, PAC can take this belt internationally, which, uh, you know, Tony Khan and I believe AEW has kind of said, like, the purpose of this belt is to kind of, like, where the TNT belt will kind of be like a like a television championship, this feels like a belt that's going to travel. This is a belt that's going to have other people from other promotions cross over and fight for. And this belt's going to be defended in other promotions as well. Is what this is what they've made this sound like? We
1: shall see. Too many damn belts. If that's the case, but yeah, yeah, if that's
2: that's the case, but but which that sounds like an exciting proposition. Like this would be a cool belt to go like go take over to Japan and go defend.
1: Only if he loses it over there, right? If there's no threat of taking it and losing it somewhere, then what are we doing?
2: Unless you're bringing that person back over here, and that allows for this allows for you know where Forbidden Door is a once a year thing say you have a new Japan guy just coming to make a little tour of America for 3 months with the All atlantic Championship. That could be really cool. I think yeah. that there's a lot of potential there and a lot of potential to um to put a, you know guy like we're in we're in the internet world. There's a lot of ways for wrestlers to get over. You don't need yep. to just get TV time anymore in WWE, right? Like you do something cool in New Japan, it's going to travel, right? So like you know, you do. You get a championship, and you're in New Japan. You go tour over AEW for two or three months. Get over with the United States crowd. Bring that back over to Japan. It's a win-win for everybody. So, um, and Pac's I mean, Pac is what can't Pac do?
3: And that's the key.
2: That's that's the thing is he can wrestle anybody you want. So mm. he's the perfect first champion for this belt if it's going to be used as they intend. That's my feeling.
1: Hundred um, percent. Next match: Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo, who's big as hell. Uh, uh, the the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo. LP. Man, Sting's crazy. Can Let's it, start there. Can I? Can, can I?
2: Can I do this? It's Sting.
1: <laughs> that was then- so cool the editing the fake sting the bleachers that was
2: that was great i feel like they didn't give that enough play like no they weren't like on commentary i felt like they didn't really like go into the whole like he's in the rafters oh my god for wcw yeah. isn't that cool like that yeah. was fucking sick
1: he fucking teleported like how <laughs> about that like he's in the rafters maybe sting no nope. wizard think about that the
2: og do we need Chris wizard. Jericho versus sting who's the real wizard with in, a, in, a, in a wizard match a wizard on a pole match oh my god a wizard staff
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> the next belt yes that's it MJF has a ring okay there's belts and there's rings yes. by the way. there's belts There's a FT... that ring's
2: gone missing though we can't talk uh, about that ring we, we refuse to comment on MJF
1: god I forgot the FTW belt is like still around there's like there's a million fucking belts there's belts there's rings might as well have a wizard staff there's there's belt there's Owen Hart belts. There's belts for fucking everything. Yeah. But anyways, Sting. Go ahead, Kelly. Sting. No, I, I didn't grow up a little Stinger. I knew. Right? Like I, I was well documented. Like, yes, he's not like my guy. I wasn't like super huge on Sting. I like Sting with the with the blonde fucking flat top more than I like. Surf Sting. Yeah. California then,
2: uh, thing, dude. Yeah, when he had
1: the, the the American flag joint with the blue and red face, amazing. Like the whole Crow shit was always whack to me. Um, I do like him, like you know, menacingly just being up in the Raptors with the bat. But once he came down, I like lost the nostalgia of that. I was like, oh, he's just back, and like, oh, NWO scared of this guy in the Raptors. Um, and I watched the Crow. I was like, he clearly just swaggered. I, I, I disagree
2: his- with your take, but I, I understand what but, you're saying. By like, he gets the ring and then he's a wrestler. Yeah, but that's I also like, like that's also like the Undertaker. It's the same thing with the
1: Undertaker, right? That's that's fair. So like, I mean, if that's Undertaker was your- never again. Sting wasn't bad. I just wasn't a stinger, sure, right? Like sure. Sting is like some people's favorite fucking wrestler. Like Undertaker is not my favorite wrestler because I was just like
2: Sting was my guy's kid. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people like, and, but a lot of and a Justin Ivy and the Rat Pack,
2: and, and a lot of that too. Like with, with Sting, and like I just grew up in the right time where it was like, okay, the fate, the the face paint was cool. The whole rafters thing was cool. Like the mysterious kind of like broody aura was super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the mysterious broody aura was super cool. And then on top of that, the video game, he was like the best character to be because he do the wool. Ah! Like you'd be like, oh, this is great! Yeah. New story, Scorpion Deathlock, Scorpion Death Drop. Yeah. Like he had such, he just had like a such a. He good, did have cool moves. He had just a really good like wrestlers, wrestlers kind of kind of. That's also going.
1: another thing. Like growing up, it was like Scorpion Deathlock versus Sharpshooter. I was like, right. "How the fuck did this guy steal Bret Hart's finisher?" Like, let's okay. let's be real here. And I was just like, "It really put me off, Sting." I, I was like, "This guy just steals everything." But you know He what? stole the Sting, fucking finisher. Sting is he stole this? Sting is here 30. to be. Uh, what is
3: he? He's
2: sixty three years old. Is that correct? I believe
1: so. It's been twenty five years since. What he's has been he around.
2: done in the last two pay per views he's been on? He's jumped Ooh. off of shit. Wild shit. You're crazy, Sting
1: to be fair from day 1 he's been doing a wild shit. Him and Darby had like a, a crazy match. That God, was like uh God, versus God bless Team Sting. Taz. Sting, um, owned,
2: Sting owned this match by the way. Sting owned this match and 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 the and him playing off of El Fantasmo and and the Young Bucks was so goddamn good. And it was like it was the perfect mix of of old school wrestling where Sting literally just takes the super kick and just starts hulking up for all intents and purposes. That was fantastic. That was so good. And the whole nipple twist thing. Oh, great. The fact that he forgot that the nipple twist was his next move and he stepped out of the ring and then he stepped back in and did the nipple twist. God bless you, Sting. God, bless the nipple you. twist
1: was, was incredible. I was like, yo, I'm not a sting guy. I had to ask the rat pack chat. I was like, is in K Fabe sting not supposed to have nipples. Like I, I was like, I, is this like a thing that I missed in my childhood? Like he's a a phantom of some sorts, and he has no nipples. Nah, like so, he just he's <laughs> just
2: like, what the fuck is this? What is this stupid shit? I'm from the '90s, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, the match was very entertaining. It, I <laughs> mean, and when you throw
2: and again, like Young Bucks, could say whatever we want for booking and all this stuff,
1: and. You know, I'm a huge if, fan if, of the bucks. If young like, bucks went to
2: you put the young bucks in the match
1: money, money every case, time they there's do a case that the young bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. Yes. And I wouldn't even blink an eye like, yeah. Like who else do you put like cool? Yeah. They're probably better than every tag team. You can mention road Royals are great. I'm not sure if they're the young bucks match for match. For, like yeah, their gimmick is like kind of corny and hokey, but that's the times we we're in. Like their gimmick is just making fun of nostalgic shit and spamming stuff. Like their gimmick is to do everything everyone hates, and that's why they're damn good as heels. They
2: have a move
1: called the Meltzer Drive. Drive <laughs> that tells like, you all you
2: need to know about it. the Young Bucks. It is that's target. It. it is it is targeted. Everything they do. What I appreciate about the Bucks is everything the Bucks do is calculated. Every They do everything for a reason. It's just like everything has a purpose, whether it's to generate heat, it's to generate a positive reaction from a crowd, it's to get a match, to kick into the next dimension. Everything they do has a purpose. There's no wasted movement in a Young Bucks match. I think that's what I enjoy about them the most. And when they're in a match that with a tag team that can go at their speed, a la the lucha bros. It's fantastic. And in this case they, they were throwing a curveball, right? you get a sixty three year old man in there. That's a curveball. You gotta yeah. figure out how to handle this. And what <laughs> what they decided to do with, with Sting and the Young Bucks was just fantastic. The no selling of the super kicks was too good. That was oh. fucking classic. Yeah. That was so perfect. <sighs>
1: double scorpion death drop
2: they start the super kick party and they get to sting and sting's like i'm not having that shit and there's only a few people who can get away with that hulking up shit and you have to be from that era and sting is that
1: guy no hands down so it's my favorite match of the night fuck it give sting the mvp of this card (laughs) like uh it was fun i was tons of fun
2: in a match where again like
1: young bucks again like they
2: get stuck in these matches and you're like okay, the Young Bucks are on this card. I'm not, like, I know it's a Young Bucks match. They're going to do something cool, but, like, do I have a reason to be invested in this? And no matter what, Young Bucks just find a reason to 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 get you invested in it.
1: Every time they deliver. And then uh, Shota Umino catches the fireball to the grill from Chris Jericho, just letting you know that Umino is going to be a future top guy because he's just around a bunch of top guys. But right now, kid, take this fireball.
2: Why was Chris Jericho? Why is Chris Jericho all over this show?
1: He had five appearances, if I counted correctly.
2: Why? That's a good question.
1: I, I could tell you why, then you got to tell me if it's necessary. Okay. He's here five times because of Blood and Guts on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. That's my problem. Is This a
1: pay per view. That's my problem. Or is this a giant promo for dynamite? That is a problem,
2: and that is that is like an overall issue we de- that definitely harms this show, especially towards the end. But Chris Jericho didn't. What what does what does this this helps nobody? What did Umino do to you? What this helps no, <laughs> the only way this helps, and the only way this works, is if you're gonna have a ma- if you're gonna have a match at Wrestle Kingdom. And Chris Jericho's going over there, and Shota Umino is going to go over there, and Jericho's going to put Umino over.
1: Oh, I mean, that'd be incredible.
2: But that's the only reason you do. Why are you lighting a fireball in Shota Umino's face? Why? The guy just ha- had a, a show out on American soil. We were just talking about it earlier. The guy looks like Tanahashi, the guy looks like the next superstar in New Japan. Why are you burying him with a fireball? This, very, this was very frustrating. <laughs> The whole, like, and, like, again, I'm, like, I love what Chris Jericho brings to any program. I do. But there was too much Chris Jericho in this card. Way too much. And I get that there's a feud going on with the Jericho Appreciation Society and Black Bull Combat Club. I get that there's a feud there. This is about AEW New Japan. This is not about Blood and Guts. Lighting a fire... Lighting a fireball on Shoto Umino does nothing for either of them. If anything, if anything, it hurts Shoto Umino. That, and that is my problem. So, unless it's going to come back and Shoto Umino is going to be like, Jericho, okay, first you go over to New Japan and you throw me in the walls of Jericho, which they showed the footage of. So this is why I think this is on purpose. But again, if it's not on purpose, I'm going to be mad. But they did that, and now he's lit a fireball on Shoto Umino's face. There's got to be payback for this. And there's got to be a way to put Shoto Umino... Over in the situation, I will let the dust settle and see where it goes, but I better we better circle back to this, especially for Shota Umino. that's my thoughts
1: oh, no I had some thoughts on that yeah, I mean <laughs> listen, the kid's gonna be a star, and i i share I share your same sentiment on Jericho, right, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't have to no, that's my no. It's well-established.
2: It's well-established. Well We've seen you light the fireball. We know you're a wizard, Jericho. We know. We know you're a wizard. And that's, that's fine. And we know you're going to be at Blood <laughs> and Guts on Wednesday. And we know that that match is going to be awesome. That's great. Thank you. We, I have we someone later on.
1: We didn't need to see Later that. on in this show who well, I wanted to get fireball, And I'll get to that.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear that.
1: <laughs> yep. So then we have Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Indeed good Match, it was. Um, it's a good match. I'm not like overly big on Thunder Rosa as champion, but you know what? It doesn't bother me. I thought Tony could have won, and maybe Tony could be a better champion. But at this point, they're giving Thunder Rosa her due. The division is not like stupid deep yet. If Jade ain't ready to take the main belt, then really you're just recycling it anyway. Like, it's in my mind the B belt, anyway. Um, no, nah, I think again. Might be WWE brain, and it doesn't matter here. Okay, but Thunder Rosa is holding the workers working belt. Yes, and Jade Cargill is ha- holding the big belt, the sports entertainment belt, the make you care, the superstar belt. Right, like and usually it's opposite. Usually you hold whether they title.
2: It to be that way or not. I think again, a belt is dictated by its champion, and that's currently where we're at.
1: Correct. Um, Britt Baker was not holding the workers' title. She worked with that title. It was the it was the main belt. It felt like the main belt when Britt had it. You know, early towards the end it got a little crazy. Um, but it, it's one of those things. It's like everyone now holding the belt just feels like a secondary champion, unless they bring in someone like Sasha or someone like big time. It's going to feel secondary. Well, like Ember Moon is not big time.
2: I think there there's a there's some interesting dynamics I think with this match I think first of all to to the match and to the competitors themselves um, yeah I mean these these are two two of the, the best workers in, in wrestling right now like like anytime you throw Thunder Rosa in a match you're gonna probably get a good workers match you throw Tony Storm in a match you're gonna get a good workers match And it was a very good match I think where I mean Rosa's struggling as champion because she hasn't had that feud yet like there hasn't been that extra layer. Yes, Thunder Rosa can wrestle a good match. She needs that, 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 uh, that feud that's going to put her over as a champion, which is funny enough because what, what put Brick Baker over? Thunder Rosa, right? And that is what AEW has kind of struggled to do, especially with this belt, is to create a compelling story and a compelling feud with this belt, um, especially as of late. Um. And 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 Thunder Rosa, I think, has been hampered by. There's, uh, you know, I think the Marina Shafir match really hurt. Uh, yeah. And the controversy around that, whether Thunder Rosa was, uh, dogging it, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, the Nyla Rose thing was not good. Um the Serena Deeb match was great, but the build up to that was kind of confusing and no one yeah. was quite sure who to root for because Serena cut a great promo, but at not at the service of the feud.
1: And I didn't think she had like a real chance of winning no. it anyway. So no, that, no. that fell flat. No, it, um, it, it
2: it did as a feud for them together, right? Like I think it was good for Serena Deeb, but it was not good for the feud. they have trouble telling stories with, with, with these women in AEW, I feel like. Well there's we're
1: looking again i feel like the company is very good right very good um whenever you have a singular voice you can't do everything yep it's the problem with wwe right they have a million writers they have you know people who book shit and produce shows and do all this stuff at the end of the day it's a singular voice of decision making aw just has a singular voice they don't even have the sounding board underneath, but really Vince doesn't either because he just vetoes that shit and rips it up anyway.
2: With, with one caveat I will say before I let you continue. The, with the caveat that the wrestlers have a little bit more input on... Hands down, their, and, their and I, I'm not
1: sure if that's good or bad because it's great for the veterans of television wrestling. It is great for the veterans who know how to navigate it. Those without weekly television experience, sometimes shit goes left. We end up with Sammy Guevara and whatever. We end up even with the stuff with uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And, and those are veterans of the sport. But shit can still go wrong. You know, like there's there's one voice. In you. The man works tirelessly. But so does Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And it's what I was thinking. Like, it's always tough when there's one voice. They didn't start off with one voice. They are now at one voice.
2: That's fair. And that is tough. Yeah, I I think are um, Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. We'll no, no, we'll see where you know where that leads. But fine match.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think just we've got to find a feud for for Thunder Rosa that that's good. Yeah. Now that said, it sounds like there's some potential for her going and taking this belt, some other promotions, and maybe going.
1: I easy. don't want. I don't. I don't need everyone to go to a different promotion. That's no. another thing. Like this is cool. this nostalgia. Like I don't want to follow AW Dark every day. I don't want to follow. Every ROH show. I don't want to follow every New Japan show. Granted, I do. I don't want to have to follow like stardom. Like if I'm a normal casual fan, give it to me on this show. That's like me watching. You know, I'm a reality TV head. But like if I had to watch fucking Married at First Sight, and then they're like, yeah, cool, but we're going to send this cast to Married to First Sight Australia. Yeah, I watch that, but most people don't. And then you can only see this stuff on YouTube. And then guess what? We're going to come back next week. You don't know what the fuck happened, but stuff is go- all going to be changed. It's just like, don't force me to watch like all, like you have a show. Yeah. Give me a show. That's fair.
2: Well, I, yeah. and I, but again, it also like goes into, I think where that becomes a problem too is like, it goes into like the whole, this is the workers' belt when like this is, this is the champion of your women's division. Company. Yes. A little bit, these are a little bit different stakes that we're talking about. So she needs a good feud. And then overall, Forbidden Door is going to run into this issue where women's matches are going to be a problem. Yeah. So, unless you're going to throw in something like a stardom in there.
1: Yeah, Shimmer. Right? I Maybe mean, you get another. They'll, they will get a company to partner with them.
2: That They need it. And they need they it. Will. And, and I think it also hurt this match because this was the only women's match on yep. the card. You're going to give a little bit more credibility to this women's division. There's got to be more matches.
1: Yeah. And they've, they've I mean, just... the got... card was long as hell already, Cole.
2: It was, it was. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not saying, like, necessarily add match, but maybe you something it
1: too. Get
2: QT Marshall out of here. Um, exactly. But, yes, that's that, they need
1: to figure that problem out going forward. Next match, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Another belt! Uh-huh. We this, have... This one from New Japan. Yes, we have Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. I said Sting. Sting had the most fun match. This was the best match. This match fucking Um, ruled. Will Ospreay could do a five-star match in his sleep. It's just, I wish he was a better human being. I do. But sometimes people aren't, and they're really fucking good at their jobs. And Will Hosprey is one of those people where at any given moment, he'll remind you, I'm one of the best wrestlers on this planet. Yeah, I used to do flippy shit. And, you know, I love flippy shit. Cool. We love he's the flippity-dippity. Like, now, he is an all-around wrestler, and he's better than a lot of people. And Orange Cassidy is one hell of a wrestler. Um, again, shout out to Justin Ivy versus Rat Pack, telling me to watch some of his m- matches. Fire Ant, Chikara. Yes. Deep cut. Yes. and <laughs> putting me onto Orange Cassidy and him actually wrestling before the gimmick. And we saw that here. And these two put on one hell of a show. And man, it was just from go to the final just sequence. This was a match that was perfect. Uh, shout out to Dre Sporting News and you know the whole crew over there. That's great. They're out of their damn mind. They rated nine matches on here in A. Or above. Like, okay, chill. This, they gave it A plus. This is like they give five matches an A plus. Like, what the hell is an A plus? Everything is A plus. But this match was a damn A plus. Like, if I had to give five stars, this goes in my card, universe
2: of if you want to protect all the finishers, why not just keep hitting finishers?
1: <laughs> yeah, this was an A plus though. Like uh an A was FTR, and that was an amazing match. Great match for them. This shit's an A plus. This is a five-star match. This is this is eight stars you put in the Tokyo dome. Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was an incredible 12 match. and a <laughs> half stars. stars. <laughs> uh now I'm trying to get him to not block me. Let me not let me not make fun of him. Uh we're still trying to figure out why he blocked me. So uh, but this this was an amazing match. It deserves all the credit. Um, these are the matches that you know people dream about when we have these crossovers. And when Osprey comes over and you're like, Yeah, Osprey's like, he's still this big thing, right? And he has a program over there and he's not too far removed from being champion and everything. And you're just like, oh, Orange Cassidy. And AEW really hasn't figured out where Orange Cassidy fits in terms of like a title guy. They get him perfectly right for feuds and matches. And I love the gimmick. I just don't know if they know if he's a champion above a mid-card champion or even a mid-card champion. We haven't seen him whole goal. We don't know what he is. We don't know if he's more Dan Housen, like character actor who doesn't need a belt. Or is he good enough to be champion? Or will they make him champion? We don't know. But this showed that, like, yo, he, when he needs to, he can go. And this was a banger.
2: There, and there are people who can live in that stratosphere. Some, some people can't mm-hmm. live in that weird mid-car title, no title. Orange Cassidy can live there. And that's why, you know. But can he break out of there?
1: Does he can he vacation to- somewhere else? Does he need to? No, it, he's never going to get stale in my opinion. right. Um, so no. And that's- but people strive to, right? Like, why are you in the business if you don't want to be world champion? Why look every day and be like, yo, I'm getting a top three pop in this company, top five pop in this company, but I have not won title reign. Sooner or later, just as a competitor or someone in business, you're like, I'm due for a promotion, like, yeah, like, I'm getting a top five pop since I entered, I put my hands in my pockets, and people lose their mind, like, yeah, eventually, I don't gotta live in the title scene, but I'd like to take a vacation there. <laughs> like, can I hold? That's fair. We got 18 million votes. Can I hold one? Again, again and again, we're, we're,
2: we're not inside the mind of, of an Orange no. Cassidy, right? So we don't. Not at all. We don't,
1: you know. I'm just speaking as a competitor. Of course, again, of course. But I think there are,
2: there are there are a many wrestler in this company, um, and I him and a Malachi Black who can live in that in between, right? But sure. They don't need to necessarily be in a title
1: picture. Malachi Black needs to be in a title like, he has to be the guy at some point because he was the guy before.
2: That makes sense. But or- Orange Cassidy Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy is, like, the next degree of this. I yeah. just mean, like, you can serve matches without necessarily having a title be in there, right? Cassidy hands puts down. his hands in his pockets and it's fucking awesome. The second this match was made, the second this match was made, I thought it was interesting that there was definitely... I feel like there was a vibe of confusion a little bit. Like, this is... <laughs> This is what we're using Osprey for is Orange Cassidy. Yep. And I said, yes, this is exactly what we're using Orange Cassidy for is Will Osprey. They're I was old, one of
1: those people three years ago before I watched the car Orange, shit. Or, and I'm I like, mean, because oh. that's
2: the thing is Orange Cassidy, you get distracted. You get lulled into a daze thinking Orange Cassidy is just the character. You forget <laughs> Orange Cassidy, the wrestler, is crazy and fucking, he's fucking great. Incredible. He's incredible. incredible, and he was the perfect person to put in the ring with yep. Will Ospreay. Is it necessarily what you think of as a dream match, and is that a criticism? Okay, sure, but are you going to get a fucking banger with Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay? Hell yeah. So as soon as this match was put on the card, this was my expectation of being the match of the night. In my mind, it was the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, golly. Will and Osper. then Will Osprey was amazing, and uh, the middle at the end, the middle finger spot in the pocket. By the way, oh, oh, was so <laughs> good, was so, and this face uh, just like oh, look at my arm! <laughs> oh, so
1: such good. a great heel. Uh, really he should side. never be a baby face.
2: No, I don't think he can be.
1: <laughs> he was like, it, I mean, not any, not, at, like, this point, Super not at this not point, no, not at this point in his anymore. career. Yeah. yeah, not anymore.
2: He, he's hit that Roman Reigns. Like, can Roman Reigns go back? Not really. It's
1: tough. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Trent Beretta. Or oh, Trent and Beretta come out to save Cassidy. That's United Empire um, jumps in. Beretta's pulling double duty. Whatever. So the then... typo
2: on there. I oh think, yeah. I think, Trent... I think it wasn't. Oh, it Trent was...
1: Beretta and who else came out? It was the best friends. Yeah, it was best friends. So Beretta and Trent Beretta and what's the other kid's name? What's the other guy's name? Uh, I can't remember. Anyways, Greta. the important part is Nonetheless, Sh- the, the un- best friends part come Shibata. Out. Shibata then comes out. Shibata music hits. Uh, I did not know that was his music. Very happy to see him. The crowd loses their fucking mind. Because again, it's great for the indie crowd. This shit pops in Chicago because people went because they know all this shit, right? Like AEW at its core understands we are Mark's Mark's company, and we are going to feed our base. And people say whatever fuck they want about AEW, I criticize them to high heavens because there's stuff to criticize. The best thing they do, in which I will never say they're a bad company, they're never like a shit. No, I criticize because there's way to improve. Outside of that, they are all A-OK in my book because they know who their base is and they feed it. And they feed it well. And WWE has lost sight of that shit many moons ago. If kids are your base and you put people over who kids love and those who scare kids. So people who they love could go over, they don't do that anymore. They don't put over the feel good stories. They put over whoever the hell Vince likes. So like, there's no reason to not put big E over Roman Reigns, right? Cause kids love big E. The man throws pancakes and other assorted breakfasts. Dishes, he wears highlighter colors, he does the splits, he has unicorns, he's everything that kids love on YouTube. Wear Seinfeld quotes on his, on Yo, his
2: uh, so their time. parents
1: are like, Yo, that's deep cut, we love this guy too. No, there's no reason that guy's not the face of your company and he's not the next John Cena, right? Oh, no, only because, Lesnar? yeah, look, for the 18 million. What time, about The Rock? Does The Rock want to come back? Oh my god, no, Goldberg will though. Um. So it's just like a bunch of people kids don't even care about or know about. Because guess what? They weren't even thought of when these people were fucking wrestling or debuting or making a name for themselves. If your target audience is children, like you say, then how about you build some stars that these children know? That's been around or made, you know, their zenith of their career was around when these, killed, these children were alive. You're bringing back people when their parents were children. You know how many people from my childhood, my kids care about zero, absolutely none. I try to get them to watch Home Alone and like cool shit. I tell my daughter like, "Yo, Boy Meets World is incredible." She's like, "Yeah, I just watched Girl Meets World." Like, no, (laughs) no, you do not know the real Corey and Topanga. (laughs) Correct. So like, she's like, "Oh, Corey's a great teacher." How blasphemy! You know nothing of Mr. Feeney. (laughs) Feeney, You don't know nothing about that. So kids don't care. Give them new people. My daughter loved the, the Sasha Banks, the Becky Lynch. She loves the people who were growing when she was growing. You could bring back Lita right now. She wouldn't give two shits. WWE doesn't feed their base at all. They say something to their base, they don't feed them. Because if you fed them, it'd be new stars. It'd be Austin Theory because he has a social platform. And you actually let him go live on Snapchat or TikTok during the events. And kids would buy into that because they understand those platforms. During his little face thing. uh, Like, if they could see that real time on TikTok, that shit would be dope. You build stars like this. Bianca's a star for this age. Little girls love the bright stuff and the makeup. And every girl watches the YouTube makeup tutorial shit. Everyone. She changes up her makeup constantly. She does homemade stitching and earrings. And how is that not a sub channel? Like you don't know your base at all. WWE fucks up constantly. That's why they're horrible. In terms of like storytelling, they don't know their base. An 80-year-old man is telling them how to market to children. You're, you're lost.
2: Fundamental issue.
1: Yes. Tony Khan knows his base at his heart of hearts. Tony Khan is a smart and he markets to he know he knows his base because he's part of it. Yes. And that's cool. Now in 20 years when he's longer and he's out of touch with that, we'll see. Gonna get tricky. But for right now, this motherfucker's in the thick of it. Here comes Shibata. And he's, and he's great. Shibata comes out. Huge pop. Amazing. Um, Gets the sunglasses. Yes. We'll see what that leads to. But now we're excited. I'm excited for G1. Next match. Zach Sabre Jr. versus the surprise new entrance of the Blackpool Combat Club. Who could it be? We knew. We knew all along. Swiss. Hey. Even though JR did call him Swiss Superman. Shout out to JR. Bringing it back from WWE. Like, y'all don't know this. Claudio, no longer Cesaro. Claudio debuts (sighs) Casagnoli. Casagnoli. Um, Claudio's just. I mean, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I called in a favor. Brian Danielson was like, "Hey, I got a guy." You know, if you're gonna have
2: a match, right? Zack Saber Jr. Obviously, the dream match is Brian Danielson. He called in he, that whatever the whatever the free agent bucks he's got in Madden or uh, NBA Two K. We got 99 <laughs> overall. He found 98 overall. He found the next best guy for this kind of match. Good match.
1: Oh, um, I mean, it's not like exceptional match in my opinion. Oh, I I've thought seen... it was really good. Oh, I've seen Claudio have better. Um, he's just getting started
2: for a guy who had, who hadn't wrestled a bit. He he took some, definitely took some time off.
1: Oh, it was great. Um, good match. Him and Zach worked like they should have worked. He has way better in him. And we're about to see a lot better.
2: Well, I think it also too, like it's style it's the style on style thing, right? They're yeah. both trying to play at you know, Zach Sabres Jr. plays at this speed, right? And I think a lot of it is Claudio is is coming in and going, Okay, well like let's let's ma- let's let's go at this speed. Let's match this speed. And I think you know, Claudio obviously has been in so many kind of different matches throughout his career that and on Wednesday we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see some of it.
1: Yeah, so I thought this was a good match, a great and amazing debut. And it's the appetizer. And that's what it was. And then again, cool. We get to the, the end of it. Claudio looked happy, right? Like he looked like, that's great. This is where I told you, someone needed a fireball to the face because JR at the end of this match constantly kept saying this is pro wrestling not sports entertainment chris jericho's gimmick right now is all about the importance of sports entertainment i understand he's hype over claudio and now he could be a professional wrestler jericho should have came out defended his honor fireball to you jim ross right to the face if i'm gonna see jericho yes jr commentary was shitting all over sports entertainment this whole match the whole match, okay. Jericho, you defend sports entertainment's honor. If anyone was going to catch a fireball, good old JR should have took one to the face.
2: I thought I thought you were going to just say that Claudio should have gotten the fireball to the face.
1: No, Jim Ross should have got the fireball to the face for shitting on sports entertainment. I all that. I just match.
2: I don't I don't want Jim
1: Ross in a feud. I don't want point. I don't need a feud. It's what, one what's of he those supposed like to?
2: just get a fireball to the face and be okay. Fireball with it. to
1: the face, and sure. Chris Jericho should have said keep. Sports entertainment's name out of your damn mouth and then walk to the back. That should have been the segment. Don't you dare talk about sports entertainment, sir. That's all I need. That's what I needed. Look,
2: from I, I, look I, 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 I worry about where that would go, but I'm not mad at it. That's I pretty just good need it anymore. as a one-off. That's, some That's, good, it. Stuff. That's,
1: That's some it. good stuff. That's, That's some good it. stuff. That's all I needed. Uh, next match, Jay White. Fatal four-way. Jay White coming in as champion versus Okada. In which, again, having the Japanese announcer is impeccable. Okada! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole. No, nah, 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 he's, he's an imposter. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that for you. Um, Adam. Okada's entrance is amazing. The rope is fucking incredible. Jay White looks like a million bucks.
2: That crowd was in fuego for Okada uh, then we go on to the match
1: what did you think Uh, I thought it was phenomenal I should not be saying that with a sigh I thought it was great Mm -hmm. flabby Adam Cole is just one hell of a work (laughs) if he ever gets a sick pack um, I'm going to cry because the man is great don't do it I don't want the people online to have the satisfaction. You keep it. I wish he can go further and get like the Tyson Fury muffin top just to piss people <laughs> off and still be such a great worker, right? Every spot hit. Everything was great. Um, the pacing felt great. Didn't seem like too long of a match. I was really into it. And then the end confused me. It seems as though there's an injury. Yes. So we, we, we give.
2: I, I think we have to give some credence here.
1: But even if there's an injury, this is my criticism of AEW. Wins and losses shouldn't matter so much that you fuck up a finish because of it. If Adam Cole is the one injured at the end of this match, right? And Jay White and Okada are in the same promotion. He just beat Okada two weeks ago. He hits Okada with the Blade Runner. Pin Okada. Like, you, why do you have to unnaturally make it weird to Adam Cole, who didn't have a finisher hit on him at all, who just kind of collapsed because you saved him before the finisher was hit, right? Like, he was about to get the Rainmaker, collapsed because you came in to hit the Blade Runner, kind of saved him, and then pinned him without any finisher or anything being hit on him. Why? Just pin the guy you hit your finisher on. It shouldn't matter that much. Hmm. Make it make sense, especially on an audible. I, I I don't get it. They were so stuck on Adam Cole is going to take the pin. Adam Cole is going to take the pin. Adam Cole is going to take the pin. That when shit went awry, you couldn't audible. It made no sense. And it left every. One confused, from my knowledge, to injury or no injury, you you had an out. You hit a guy with your finisher. No one was around. Pin the guy.
2: The other part too, with like calling an audible there is like Hangman Adam Page is in there too. You got you got three people. Just continue the match between the three of you. It's okay. Pin the guy.
1: You hit your finisher on.
2: Well, or or (laughs) if like if you gotta keep it going, right? Because like here's my criticism of Okada. Is in the building. How many rainmakers were landed? If you can't remember one, that's because there wasn't a rainmaker.
3: There was
1: one. He attempted, but it was no one was landed by Hangman Page before he hit the. He attempted his buckshot, and the announcer was like, "He hit a discus lariat." It's like, no, he hit the man with his own finisher. Like he hit a rainmaker, went out and tried. My to My point his being, though, thing. but yeah, no, no, no Okada didn't do Kada
2: Kada the. Didn't he? I mean, he held the guy at the back, spun him around, and it looked like he was going to do the rainmaker. Yep. You have Okada on U.S. soil, land the fucking rainmaker, pop the crowd. Come on, on somebody, somebody, anybody. Somebody. I don't care, <laughs> and, and they can kick out of it. It's Kenny Omega kicked out of like a billion rainmakers. Like that's my is like. The the draw here the draw of this match is Okada, gotta play into Okada, and uh, and that's not a discredit to anybody else who was in the, because everybody in this match was tremendous. Adam Cole was great. Again, anytime I am watching a match with Hangman Adam Page in there, there's a moment in every one of those matches where I go, Jesus, he is so fucking good.
1: That dude's he's so better, so much faster. Well, and the
2: thing like, is, he's he he works at that rate, and he's huge. Oh yeah. And that's the thing, he's doing, like, Adam Cole, like, and I see Adam Cole do this stuff, and I think, okay, well, his size, I, I see it a little more. I just always get so shocked when, like, Hangman Adam Page does, like, the, like the, the backflip, the moonsault off the top rope, and then immediately climbs back up to the top rope to go do another thing to somebody. I'm just like, his work rate is crazy. Hangman mm-hmm. Adam Page is just... So fucking good, and he was great in this match as well. Everybody was great in this match. That finish was just, and I and I wonder again the nature of the of the injury makes me wonder if it was a botch as well. Yeah, and, and if Adam Cole just like wasn't clear in the head to kick out. I do, I do wonder if that if that is something that happened,
1: because um, he tried to kick out.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm very and I'm not and and that shouldn't necessarily excuse the finish because again I think clearly clearly they identified that he was injured because the doctors went in there right away it wasn't a yep. case of like someone had to go like hey check check out Adam Cole like he clearly got messed up yep. um there are three other people in that match and you have got to be rain- a better way and you still have a rainmaker to land that's the thing that could have solved your finish right there is go oh shit Adam Cole's hurt Okada comes back in the ring lands the rainmaker on Jay White. Hangman Adam Page runs right in after a Rainmaker and does his buckshot lariat and like finish the match somehow there. You know?
1: Yeah. Um oh, you gotta call Audibles honors another set of span finishers
2: the, the the finish was unfortunate. It was very yeah. unfortunate to what was up to that point a tremendous match. I yeah. hope uh I, I do hope that this is not the last time we see Okada on US soil, uh, particularly in this pay per view event. Because we're owed some rainmakers. He yes. said he was going to make it rain in Chicago, and it didn't fucking rain, Cal.
1: i just upset. Wanted, I thought the perfect spot that they just didn't cash in on was just Page going for the buckshot, doing the springboard, landing, and as soon as he was coming into this Into a way, rainmaker. Into a rainmaker mm. and just catch him. Um, Adam Cole did hit the, the super kick into the moonsault on Adam Page. Which is money? He had the same one on Ricochet. That was fucking incredible. The timing oh. on that, is,
2: oh, he's is wild. Oh, he's so fucking good at those.
1: Um, all right. So we have that match. Then we have main event for the interim. Ready for this call? AEW title. Another belt. <laughs> Every match had a belt. Um, so John Moxley coming into this match versus Ace Tanahashi. Good for Tanahashi. Huge pop. Came through. I mean, the crowd loved him. This is one of those, like, yeah, give the man his flowers, right? Um, Moxley is Moxley. It's fucking nuts. They did their thing. I thought it was a good match for both. Again, I'm not out here gaining five star, five, four stars, blah, blah. Thought it was a good match. Uh I'm not gonna say great. It was above average. It was. It was a little bit above good, like before great. Good match. I like the outside spots. Moxie always bleeds. Uh, poor Rene. <laughs> it's just like, again, it's a normal match, John. It's a normal match. He's just like, ah. Uh, the blood added. He's got
2: a crimson mask.
1: <laughs> so, no, I, I mean, that it added to the match, though. Uh, I thought it was cool. The finish of this was even just a little bit wonky. But I, I thought it at the end. I was like, okay, no, he pulled it off. I, I liked it. I, it didn't go too long, which is a great thing for me. They were in and out. They hit their they hit their moves. They hit their spots. Gave us what we wanted in the match. Everything about the match, good, really good. How about that? I found something really good. Right below great is what I give this match. And then after it, we get the show of respect. Tanahashi, Moxie, Moxie points in the corner. When was, I got the mask and the great. belt. That was incredible. Great. Tanahashi gets up. Like, ah, oh, they get there. Shake hands. Jericho. Did you not have
2: enough Jericho on the show? Was, shows
1: up again. Again. And it's just like, oh my god, they jump Moxley, jump Tanahashi, who's minding his fucking business. Because you know what's
2: bigger than Tanahashi and Moxley promoting blood and guts on Wednesday,
1: which we didn't know was happening was on happening. Wednesday. Because you told us 18 million times Why? The pay-per-view. Um, and then not just the f- one run in, everyone runs in periodic. Boom, one this way, that way. So after they're jumping Moxley. Then we have any cakes that come out to try to save Moxley. And then the rest of Jericho society comes out. And then we have. Utah, Utah, LAX. Comes Utah, uh,
2: LAX comes out. And then uh, yeah. Claudio.
1: Claudio comes out last. And then he's wrecking shop with the, the uppercuts, like it, those European, European uppercuts. uppercuts. I will
2: say those European uppercuts are mm,
1: every it. time. The running oh, between. Just looks yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, incredible. And he's like, at this point, he's the only guy that can use them. Oh, he's, everyone he's, else is just uh, like that's fuck I can't throw it like Claudio so this, whatever. this is Claudio's move yeah so now he's European uppercutting everyone cool and then it's just like that's how you end the pay-per-view like what happened to just having your champion stand strong and like show respect and it would have been fine it was just too much gearing towards Wednesday it was like unnecessary way to end what was a good match could have just just been yeah. cool it could have just lived by itself um it was okay, cool. Eddie Kingston refused to be in the ring with Claudio because they're beef from like back when. And I love that people point that out and you can find that on social media. But 75% of your audience have no clue they even fucking had beef. So it's just like you could have found a different way to explain that on Wednesday. Like you didn't need to do it today, have Claudio come out for another run. It's like he did a double debut. It's just that was exhausting. And I was like, so many times they send the fans home happy, completely satisfied. You leave there. If this was the 70s. You want a cigarette. Like, you know, like, you, you just feel like, man, I am spent and I feel great. This one didn't quite leave me the same way. They had great entering matches throughout. Sure. sure. Like, in some phenomenal past grade. But there was just some stuff throughout. That I was like, yo, it's a little choppy. It didn't make sense. It's just a little weird. And then I look back and I'm just like aw it was aw people it was an aw pay-per-view featuring new japan it was not a co pay-per-view and aw just kind of washed them up and down the card and new japan was there to put over aw guys and, and then hopefully get a little pub for g1 this year and get some a couple of new fans but they weren't there to like win or or really compete and it was just it was weird it's the first one. Shit can change. It might go different next year. But New Japan doesn't have to protect records. They don't post wins and losses every fucking week on television in a stat bar. AEW does, and I think that hinders it to a degree.
2: That's fair. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that is a valid criticism of the pay-per-view as a whole. It did feel like an AEW, especially at the end. It felt like an AEW pay-per-view featuring New Japan. Um, and I And I don't necessarily think it needs to be necessarily like New Japan versus AEW to make it a co-promotion event. Yep, um, and we'll see what happens as this relationship develops because I do believe that at some point there is a fa- There's there's there there is the AEW portion of this. Now there has to be an event overseas. I think, um, and I and I hope we get that. I think an AEW and uh, New Japan event in Japan would be super cool. Um, oh, very cool. And and if that's going to be, like, an element that we have and we kind of have it twice a year, I think that's super cool and awesome for, uh, just a treat for wrestling fans. Because this, yeah. this was a, this was a a wrestling fans
1: show. I would love to see Punk Danielson go back over there. Claudio go back over. Like,
2: the Jericho fans would go
1: crazy. Yeah. Like, they see Jericho recently, but, like, Omega go back.
2: Moxley, all those guys. Oh, uh, like, they love. there's just,
1: them. yeah, those wwe guys who haven't been able to go over there without like a you know bullshit little tour like to go back and really wrestle like a full event like that'd be like huge so
2: i think think that would be dope i think the mat the match itself was good it was a very very solid title match um yeah mox has got to bleed and everything um i i didn't quite see as much of a purpose for the for for the blood for this match which i just like was like oh Okay, you just got to do it, uh, but it did create a cool image at the end, and we we don't I don't think I don't know if they did anything after they went off the air, but that show needed to end with Moxley and Tanahashi doing a little handshake in the middle and and being like New Japan AEW yeah like that yep. you know and then play Tanahashi's music and like that would that that that's the goal that was the moment yep. that needed to happen we did not need to promote blood and guts Too much. in a New Japan AEW pay per view. Wow. And we had bless. already had Jericho, Fireball, Umino. Like there was way. And, and Chris, I love your in-ring stuff, man. You there was too much Chris Jericho, way too much Chris Jericho happening.
1: Bless the people who then stuck around to the Tony Khan's post-fight for like two and a half hours.
2: I mean, those I, those things are marathon sessions, man. They don't pay me enough.
1: Like <laughs> they did, like, and I. The, Shout out to Blue Eye. Don't pays me enough. To stick around after these long ass pay per views and watch two and a half hours of a press conference of a made up sport. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> for our entertainment, yeah, like no, no, no. I'm sorry, bro. Like it's no, just
2: it's that was me. that was uh you know for an event that was pretty unprecedented. We have a good start.
1: It's a good start there's room have, for improvement we are but it is for great improvement and it
2: is great a great first start chance. and all i can hope for is that you know especially if we get a japan version of this with AEW over there and we continue this as a series there is a lot of potential for a lot of dream matches to occur and clearly there was already some that were on the table that because forbidden door was forbidden and it was cursed by injuries um, yep. it didn't happen this time, but you know what? As you keep opening the forbidden door, it becomes more of a comfortable experience and becomes more regular. So I am all for this. It's pro wrestling. Let's all put it together. Let's all just, we're all here to have a good time.
1: We're all here to have a good 100% agree. Uh, I would love to see it as a home and home to take another sports Absolutely reference. Absolutely a home and home. This year there. Great. Yeah, this year here Ooh, in, okay. year in Japan. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe
2: I'm greedy and I'm going twice a year, but I
1: think that's yeah. a really good idea too. Yeah, to yeah, make it
2: like more that. of like a World Cup kind of feel.
1: That's it. Just home and home. Every year we switch it up. So, uh, no, nah, it was great pay-per-view. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This was one hell of a recap. Thank you, Producer Cole. Baby. That's right.
2: That's right. I'm, <laughs> that's right, Adam. Take that.
1: And even though we had a show full of titles, full of belts, full of champions, there is no better champion today than you, sir, and your Colorado avalanche. God Congrats. bless.
2: Congrats. God your Celtics bless. couldn't
1: do it. Even though they stole my DCs. This was yeah. The Avs did.
2: This was uh this was the craziest one of the craziest two month stretches I will ever <laughs> uh, and like and like I always like especially the last few years, the Celtics and the Avalanche have both been in the playoffs at the same time. I've been very grateful for that. But usually like one run ends and the other like goes on for another round or two and like there's a little bit of space in between this just didn't stop. It was just stress every night. Um, which it's the kind of stretch that you're looking forward to, but you also are like, okay, I need a fucking break. I need yep. to not watch sports for like a couple of weeks now. So like, I'm like baseball. Sorry. Not, no, nope. <laughs> I need a, I, I'm not jumping straight into the, the Red Sox are playing great. That's awesome. I need a break. Cause, uh, Avalanche and Celtics going both to the finals. Very grateful. I'm very <laughs> lucky. Um, I, I did I, I did I did want to be holding up two straps at the end of it. Not holding up two straps. Hopefully this all takes back next year. But you know what? Last night was uh and magical for personal reasons as far as my professional career. Uh, you know, I started in hockey, It was my first job and Nathan McKinnon's rookie year. And they've kept a lot of that core there. So seeing those guys lift the cup was pretty fucking cool.
1: Uh and I thought about I said- a lot of
2: the people I worked in hockey with over the years, so because I love it for
1: you. you. Your Broncos are up next.
2: Oh, and we're going undefeated. It's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> Can't wait to see the pain in your face. What you But you start like one and four. Nope. No, Russ. Russ is gonna have you not, guys. Not good.
2: possible. I undefeated. <laughs> I
1: I love it. Red Sox
2: are gonna win the championship. The Broncos are gonna win the title, and then the Celtics are gonna win the title. Like you, you understand the rest of the sports world now.
1: That You're Just gonna have your sweep.
2: Hell, I have opened the forbidden door of
1: sports. It's like the Cole slam, like the tiger slam? Oh, <laughs> it's, go. it's
2: the grand slam. <laughs> I'm sports. going for it every
1: year. Oh, you would be unbearable. So I let's be uh, be unbearable.
2: And then oh. I would get four title belts and just like uh yes. Ultimate Dragon. There you go. You,
1: you were <laughs> ordered them. I'm sure you would. Um Tony Khan got a guy. Tony like
3: if Khan you're got like, a guy. T- Tony
1: Khan has a guy if you need a belt. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. We'll keep this short since it was a long show. Follow us on social media, wherever you guys can find the Corner Podcast. Check out our show on YouTube as well, where you guys can see us. We appreciate you. Thank you to everyone at Blue Wire Studios. You guys stay safe. Shout out to the old man who returns this week. Can't wait to chop it up with him. Huge week boxing, MMA, and of course, WWE is here in Vegas. So stay tons tuned. more pro wrestling. We got for a lot of fun corner. stuff coming. Oh, it's going to be great. Until next time, we're out.
3: Baby! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.